Hello and welcome to the Extraordinary Leaders podcast with me, your host, Dolly Waddell, founder of the People Performance Consultancy. Extraordinary Leaders is a show where we explore together the truth behind extraordinary leadership in the 21st century and how to implement it in our lives and in our businesses. Well, hello. I am so thrilled that you have joined this, my final episode for season one on the Extraordinary Leaders podcast. It has been such a brilliant experience doing this podcast. It's been one of those things I've been wanting to do for years and can now honestly finally say I've done it. I didn't just start it. I actually completed it. So if any of you out there are wired like me and love starting things and don't finish them, then you'll know how proud I feel of myself. Um, and it's been with the brilliant help of Right Business Results who have helped me produce this. So I'm thrilled uh, to be at this position and in this place. Now, this episode is a shorter one, and it's a sort of summary of my musings of season one. It's hopefully a touch point on quite a few, I couldn't talk about all of them, but quite a few of the conversations that I've had over the past couple of months that have really embedded with me and have really helped shape my understanding of extraordinary leadership. So let's dive in and see where my musings took me. If you were a piece of music, what would you sound like? Where would the rhythm be? Would it undulate? Would it be a loud sheet of noise? Would it be a bit varied? Would it be soft, quiet, fast, or almost sticky? Take a moment to just think that right now, wherever you are listening to this, if you were a piece of music, what would it sound like? And this is a question I ask my coaching clients sometimes because I think often the question of how are you is such a difficult, almost redundant question to ask. How are you really wants the answer to be, I'm fine, or gosh, I'm busy, or I'm knackered, I'm tired, or um, yeah, things are really good. Some kind of fixed mindset answer is what we need to give to a how are you. And then if you want to go deeper, it's almost like therapy. So something I do is ask, what, what would you sound like if you're a piece of music? To help people think of how they really are, the deeper parts of themselves, in order to then have a conversation. And then something else I ask when we've discussed that is, what piece of music do you want to sound like? So just think about that for a moment. What piece of music would you like to sound like? And why? So that then leaves us with a very well-known model that we see everywhere, which is current reality and future aspiration. Current reality is the musical piece I sound like right now, and future aspiration is where I want to be. And so then we have to think about the bridge. How are we going to get there? And as I'm seeing more and more the the bridge, I'm now calling it the how bridge, the how bridge, but defining it as H-O-W. It hurts. It's an owl bridge. Sometimes it hurts to change, to change the rules, to change the way we live, to change our approaches. It can really hurt like an owl. But here's what I've really learned doing the Extraordinary Leaders podcast is that many of the things, 
people I've interviewed have shared with me about their own how journeys to become extraordinary, to see extra to their ordinary, is that the how bridge is full of very ordinary things. It's really encouraging. It's not some massive, big, shiny, wonderful, boom thing you've never heard of before. It's really ordinary. Resilience, that's an ordinary thing to talk about. You know, being brave, failing, failing well. We know all these concepts. But it's how do we break those concepts down into their very ordinary components and and make sure there's a few extra components to it to turn it into an extra ordinary journey across that how bridge to get us into that aspirational future. Peter Drucker talks about self-management, that we're living in an era now that is not defined by technology, that is not defined by all the things we might think in business. The key defining thing is self-management. Stephen Covey talks about it in his Eighth Habit book. I'd recommend you reading it. And this concept of self-management is huge. It's all about this how bridge. It's about how do we get from where we are, which for many of us is quite full on in the West in business. It's, it's intense. It's thrilling as well. It's not bad. Loads of it's brilliant and fun and invigorating. But it's beyond our capacity. It's beyond how we have been brought up to know how to manage and handle it. And so this how bridge is really about self-management and something that as a theme that comes up in this podcast series is self-management. And as a special for you, as we land this first season, and don't worry, there's a second season coming, get very excited. But as we land this first season, let's take a view of some of the, the key takeaways of those ordinary things that we can add the extra to. So if you remember, Stevie Ward came on, he's ex-rugby um, league, and he talked about these three components that I really love, which is resilience, recovery, and instinct. And what I love about that is resilience means, you know what, to be extraordinary, you have got to put your grown-up pants on. You know, you've got to be resilient. You've got to go for it. You've got to be brave which covers many things that we've talked about on this, on this season. And I remember Russell Bolter talking about failure, but the thing with failure is the other F word, which is fear. And the fear of failure is so scary for some of us, but actually by being resilient, which means finding ways to keep getting back up, finding ways to keep being strong. It's, so it's resilience is a key component. Recovery speaks about self-care. And I'm not going down a well-being track here per se, although it is well-being, but recovery is true for any athlete, true for any excursion or exerted thing. It's we have to recover after we have been out on the front line in some way. And then the third thing, instinct, which I feel just gives us so much permission to play because my instinct is different to yours, different to the next. And it means tapping into that creativity within to to be your best self. So if we think about managing ourself and growing ourself, sitting within what Stevie talks about, which I would almost suggest a kind of values of extraordinary leadership, so resilience, recovery, and instinct, there are these two main components, managing ourselves 
and growing. And back in the day, I don't think leadership really needed those two pedals, so to speak, on the bike in as much of a way as we do now. As I said before, Peter Drucker talks about this self-management. Learning how to manage yourself has not been taught to us. We have grown up in an education system that has just taught us when to stand, when to sit, when to do X, Y, and Z. And we have been managed externally. But to now manage ourselves, manage our time when the world is on 24-7, that, that's really difficult. Our, our adrenaline is a key factor. If you remember, Will Vanderhart talked about the burnout and the addiction that we have got to adrenaline. He was saying that the way to kick out adrenaline, if you have too much of it, and, and you're living in a cycle of it, is to know yourself, to have boundaries, and to find how you can relax, which isn't the same for everybody. So managing yourself is, is incorporating this sense now of adrenaline addiction, which drives us into this state of a form of performance, but it might mean that we miss self-management and that we miss growth. And actually, adrenaline will keep us in a rather fixed state of being in a loop. That self-actualization, that growth, that thinking of different ways of approaching things won't be there. We will find ourselves having a tunnel view. Our peripheral view will disappear. So overcoming some sense of biology and hacking into that is really important. Managing yourself, as, as I've mentioned, he talks about knowing yourself. Well, if you remember with Steve Cockrum, he talks about the importance of understanding human behavior and how, like it or not, human behavior is pretty predictable. You know, we're all so wonderfully framed, wired, uh, designed and evolved, but we are really predictable. I often say that humans, if you imagine a football match and there's a corner, there's a set play, isn't there? The team taking the corner will know there's about six, seven variants, which set play are they going to play? And they know that when whichever one is called out, then each of the team members will behave and run into a specific space. And the guy hitting the ball or the woman hitting the ball will know where to hit. And that's for optimum performance. Humans are not dissimilar. When we face overwhelm, when we face fear, when we face excitement, when we face opportunities, we actually have a bit of a set play. There's, there's only so many variants. Of course, our different nuances, cultures, sort of backgrounds might, might have some sort of like small details that will change the, the exact manifestation of it, but, but it's pretty predictable. We, we self-protect. We open up. You know, there are quite natural orders of ways that we behave. And this self-management about knowing ourselves, becoming self-aware, and Steve um, Cockrum saying about personality, really, there is a real place for understanding personality because it will help leverage our, our understanding. We call it self-awareness, don't we? Of how am I wired? How do I function? What do I do when I'm when I'm stressed, what do I do when I'm healthy? We can start to observe our own behavior and then leverage it. You can't change what you don't measure. You can't do what you don't know exists. I'm sure many of you know about Jahari's window, but you don't know what you don't know. So when you know stuff, you can then have agency to do stuff with it. And this is all part of this managing yourself, self-management. And it's in doing that 
that we are then more able to understand our failures and our fears and what we do when when we are in situations when we want to control what that's like for other people around us. It will help us grow. Remember I said earlier, it's about self-management and growth to be an extraordinary leader. But it doesn't mean, oh, you're extraordinary. You're so self-aware. You never do anything wrong. No, far from it. The ordinary thing is to know, yeah, I, I struggle with control. It's a really ordinary thing. The ordinary thing is, yeah, I'm really good at coming up with ideas. It's, they're quite ordinary th- truths that can exist about a person. But what's extra is when you take the time to think, how does that impact people around me? How can I leverage my big idea strength and how can I make sure that my control doesn't undermine me? How can I make sure that that doesn't ruin my influence around me? That is managing ourselves. How can I make sure that it doesn't hack into my adrenaline? My adrenaline doesn't start driving the show and having me on my emails at midnight. That self-management, that comes from self-awareness, that comes from finding a language that explains yourself. But then there's this, this uh, pedal about growing. And David Heron, I love, loved it, talked about soul in business. We've got to have soul. Now, David is a high performer. He, you know, he runs a really exciting, fast-paced recruitment. Uh, he's a partner at a recruitment firm. And that's frontline, busy, frontline. You could be a complete workaholic, addicted to adrenaline in that space. And I'm, I'm sure many people could relate to, yeah, I've been in those spaces and been uh, addicted to the adrenaline cycle in my phone and everything all the time. I know I have. I used to work in film production such a fast-paced, exciting cog to be in. However, this thing about soul is such a great reminder. It sits for me under that pedal of growth because do we want to sell our soul to the devil? Ultimately, do we want to sell our soul to our career? Or pulling back on what I said about high performance, high performance is getting everything done you want to do, like hitting all your targets, but without it costing you relationships and wellness and health. and. Having soul is a bit like going back to that question I asked at the beginning. If you were a piece of music, what would you sound like? That might be your soul talking when you think of it like that. When you think of your career, what does your career sound like if it was a piece of music? Because our career is where we spend approximately 90,000 hours of our life. That's a long time. And Our career is in our homes, it's in our bedrooms, it's in our parenting, it's in our friendships, it's in our alone time, it's in our rest time because it's on our phone and it's on our laptop. So our careers are something that we have to have boundaries with, reminding us now of what Will Vanderhoek was saying about that adrenaline. We have to have clear boundaries. And if you think of your career as a person, what boundaries do you need to have from that person? so that it doesn't own you. It doesn't take away your soul. Something that I've been talking about with clients recently is about spending our energy, spending our time, is the same really as spending money. If I have a a hundred pounds and I'm dishing out 10 pounds here, five pounds there, 10 pounds there, five pounds here, before long I'm going to run out and then I have nothing left. Well, our time actually is our energy. So if I'm giving all of my time as pretend it's like a note of money, dishing it out. I'm going to go and check my emails at 7pm, dishing out another fiver. 
I'm going to go and check them at 10 p.m., dishing out another tenner. We're going to run out. And then will you have enough money for the other things in your life that will make you whole, that will make you grow? And this, again, is this self-management thing that many of us are not prepared for, like Peter Drucker talks about. I think what really summarized the podcast for me in one of the earlier episodes, funny enough, but has become a rather helpful device of thinking about extraordinary leadership is that everything I hear and everything that gets discussed in these conversations are often one way of cutting the cake. And there's often another way. So it's not about well-being and all about the soul of your the soul of the business. It's also about metrics and performance and getting profit. It's not about having loads of adrenaline or no adrenaline. It's requiring both. It's not about being fixed in a personality. Like that's your personality type, that's self-awareness. And it's not about just, just ignore personality stuff. Like that's too binary. It's both. And if you listen to an episode with John Elloway I had, I really enjoyed that because we talked about the yin yang and how that black and white circle holds together two opposing truths, the black and the white. And that even within those truths, the black has a blob of white and the white has a blob of black. That nothing is so binary that it's just black and white. And it's not a straight line of black and white. It's a circle. They come together and they meet. And that thing of extra to the ordinary, I think the ordinary is when we are often trying to make sense of the world cognitively. We often live in our cognitive function, very cerebral lot of we are in, in Britain. And we, we think so heavily with our minds. But in doing so, we become very black and white. We become very extreme. We become very, it's all about this or it's all about that. All about well-being or it's all about metrics. It's all about diversity and it's all about inclusion. It's all about X or it's all about Y. And there's all these fads that we seem to be going through and they're really good and really helpful. But it, it almost makes me feel quite anxious because there's always an answer and there's always a training you've got to do. There's always the latest thing that's going to help you. And it makes me feel um, almost as though I'm falling down a cliff, clutching at clumps of grass, trying to hold on. If I'm thinking of leadership in that way, like what's the next tool? What's the next this? What's the next? How do I hold on? When actually boiled down to its bare bones, it's, it's all of it. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. I know many of you will relate to this and agree. So I'm just validating those thoughts that on this journey and the journey of the Extraordinary Leaders podcast is that we go on this journey together, exploring together. What does it mean? We're not looking for answers. We're just looking for ideas and ways of walking through this together because self-managing is such a massive new space for us. It's it's like discovering a new land. You know, our predecessors centuries ago went and found certain land you know, Spain, America, England, Africa, wherever, wherever humans went they, to take land. We are finding, we are sailing through the seas and finding this landmass that we don't really know what it is leading in this century. 
with self-management, with technology, with access to our personal work lives all the time mashed up together, how do we do it? And that yin-yang, coming back to it, is a way of holding together these truths that nothing is ever just one thing or just the other, that it's both. And even within both, there's a dash of the other. So I want to leave that with you as a way of summarizing uh, season one. That's holding together the polarized states of leadership is a really helpful vehicle for self-managing and for growth. It's a way to press into that resilience, that recovery, and that instinct. Thank you so much for listening to season one on the Extraordinary Leaders podcast. I'm so looking forward to bringing out season two in a few months time where there'll be some similar traits, but also some differences for you as I grow in this podcast with you. Love to know your thoughts, any feedback, any Thing you want to hear more of, any conversations you think would be brilliant for this show, I'd love to hear from you because it's doing this in conjunction with you listening that's going to make this great. So thank you so much and I will see you in season two. Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Leaders podcast. Please remember to subscribe and review the show to let others know about it. And visit me at dollywoodell.com to see how you can grow your leadership, your teams, and your business into something extraordinary. See you next time.